0: Welcome to Intuitive Seek. My name is Mary Trean, and every week, I aim to bring you a grounded approach to all things intuition. Through personal stories, experiences, and practices, offering energetic reflections to help you discover, connect, and fully realize how your unique power of intuition is your own greatest teacher. you so much for joining me as always very very appreciative I hope that you're doing well I hope that your week so far whenever you're listening to this is going really well and again if it's not I hope that you are giving yourself some time to do the things that bring you joy and light yourself up even if you are experiencing a very stressful time, which I know many people are right now. And if you are, that's okay. It's part of part of life. Part of our life is, and part of our lives, is to learn how to stay rooted and grounded, true to yourself and not just reacting to life. In the midst of whatever happens, that's the ideal, I I think, I I feel like that is definitely the ideal, that regardless of where you are or what is happening, you can still stay true to yourself at least for moments or pockets of time in between, if not, if you're not able to the whole day or the whole week. But I hope you're doing really, really well, wherever you are. I know that in the Southern Hemisphere, they have gone into winter, which is beautiful. And in the Northern Hemisphere, where I am, we are going, we're in summer. We're not going in. We are there. By the time I'm recording this, we are there. And that is amazing to me. I know I've probably said this almost every episode since I started this podcast, but the time this year, 2021, is just Racing and maybe that's because I'm older. Maybe that's because I do get to very fortunately and so gratefully plan my schedule the way I, for the most part, the way that I want it to look. So, oh yeah, maybe that is why. Maybe that's one of the main reasons too. Time goes faster when I'm enjoying myself. Sorry, I just need I needed to take a break for a minute to really really feel that. Time moves a lot faster for myself when I'm enjoying what I'm doing and what I'm doing through the day. So that is such a giant change from a year ago, 2 years ago. Oh my gosh. Holy, like from 5 years ago. If I could just like appear in an apparition to my past self five years ago late june can i do the math 2016 (laughs) late june 2016 if i could have just allowed a little bit of that information oh it would have given me so much relief but then everything turned out and was on time so if i had that information in 2016 Maybe I would have made different choices, and maybe the path that I was on would have snaked around a little bit differently than it did. So I'm okay with that. But just to think back, I don't spend a ton of time thinking about the past. I'm not a very nostalgic person, but... Well, not very nostalgic for my own life, but I do get very nostalgic for different times in history. I do... I definitely relate to that, that nostalgia for a time where I had never lived. But that really is more of like a romanticizing, or more of me romanticizing a time where I picture it being so much more elegant and cool and interesting, you know, like in the cool cafes in New York where they did uh, like poetry and where Bob Dylan started out in the 60s and you know in the 20s and flapper clubs and all of that stuff but when I really think about it it's it seems like a great time if you have a lot of money I mean any time in history if you have a lot of money and a lot of privilege it's gonna be a pretty good time And maybe that's why there are so many people that love nostalgia, like my boyfriend, my partner, very nostalgic. And it does. He's not as happy that I'm not as nostalgic. (laughs) He would like me to be a little bit more nostalgic. You know, he he loved high school and he he likes to talk about different memories. But he went to an alternative arts high school and I did not. So I actually have almost no memory of high school because it just wasn't that important to me, I suppose. But the nostalgia is more about the feeling where we had the fortune of freedom and time and not all of this pressure we put on ourselves, pressure of responsibility, all the things that kind of gum us up and block our connection to our intuition, right? So it is kind of, it's kind of interesting to think about, but I will say in late June 2016, I was, I remember exactly what I was doing. I was changing my job yet again because I had yet to find my purpose <laughs> or anything that I like to do and was pretty hopeless and thought, well, it's probably just going to be in the next job, the next job. I know I've talked about this, but it really, it changed my life to know that it wasn't about who I was working for. It was about what I was doing. That seems so simple now, but I just didn't get it at the time. I really didn't get it. And yeah, at the time I had taken this job, they had offered me from a different company, an actual competitor, same industry but a totally different company. And I felt really guilty about it. And it took me like two weeks to actually quit, even though I was starting in like a week or two after that. Like I really procrastinated. And then I remember my boss, she didn't even, she wouldn't even give me time or a moment to quit. I remember I had to run after her. And it was one afternoon, we were going up a stairwell and we're talking about something that was happening at the job and that I was in charge of. And I just couldn't get her to stand still. I couldn't get a moment with her to say, unfortunately, I do have to quit because I've been offered this other position. I couldn't get a moment. So I remember I was walking up these stairs with her, going behind her, very cinematic. She's, you know, Not shouting, but saying things that we need to do. And I'm writing them down and remembering them. And then finally we got on a landing and I said, I have to tell you something. Can I just tell you something, please? Like I've been trying to get you for a few, few days now and it's not, I haven't been able to talk to you. I'm so sorry. (laughs) And she was like, oh yeah, what, what, what is it? And I felt so bad. I mean, it was not the right way to do it, but it's just the way it happened. And I said, oh, I, I have to quit. And she was so shocked. And I felt so bad that she was so shocked. Ugh, it was just horrible. And then guess what? That job that I went to, it was awesome. It was so good for two weeks, maybe three weeks. And then it was horrible. And I was only at that position until I took another position after that. <laughs> but I was only at that position for six months and it felt like three years. So that was doing something that I really didn't like to do. And I was doing basically the same job that I was doing before, but it was still a corporate structure. It was still a corporation. And what I had not yet realized was that The mission statements, the ideals, what is being kind of sold to the employees of corporations is the ideal, the true ideal, but it's not the reality. It's what they like to strive for, but it's never really what it is. It's always about the bottom line. It's about how much money can they make and how can they continue to have growth quarter after quarter? That's it. How can they make sure that the board are continuing to make more money for themselves too? Like, it's just about money. And that's, you know, personally, that's probably not the most heart centered thing, but I don't even like to judge it anymore because it is what a corporation is. And that's why it's so important, so important for us as individual human beings to figure out what our soul wants us to do, to figure out what our intuition is calling for us to do, because then we can create our own businesses or work for companies that align with our values and really do because you're listening to yourself you'll know if what they're telling you is bs. I remember that company I went into. I... I believed what they were selling me. I really did and those were lessons that I had to learn. But it was really... it was a tough lesson because that wasn't the last job. It took me two more jobs after that and almost three more years altogether so really give yourself some grace and some true compassion if you are still trying to figure it out just be so aware just be really really aware of whether you're doing it for yourself or if you're just looking for a way to get out of your circumstance to get out of the job you're in at the moment. Because from my experience, every job that you jump into trying to escape from the last job, the time will feel the same. It won't be any different and it won't be moving you quickly onto the path that you need to be on to be fulfilled. That's that's the long route. I felt like I took the long route. I mean, I'm just finally learning all of this in my late 30s, which if you told me that when I was 20, I would have lost all hope that I had to wait like 15 years before I had an inkling of something that I wanted to do. So I just remember the time because so my time just dragged on. And that's one of those divine comedies that's one of those cosmic jokes that when life is beautiful it can run away from us and when it is not our most favorite today it drags on exactly the opposite of how we would want it to go which always shows me that we are not in control (laughs) of what is happening we are not in control that we are only in control of our will of our choices because if we could really figure out and know and control the outcomes of our lives and how we feel things should go i feel like the good times would would last a lot longer or feel like they would last a lot longer and the times that we're not having a lot of fun they wouldn't drag on so long. But anyway, little, little bit of a, little bit of a tangent, but I hope that helped you a little bit with understanding how important it is to listen to your intuition, to your inner guidance, because when we keep looking outside of ourselves for that fulfillment for the direction that we need to go from what I've seen, it does not, it doesn't work. You just keep walking the same road you were walking before that was not leading you to your path. So anyway, what I wanted to talk about today, aside from that tangent, but. I trust that I needed to speak on that, for sure, or, you know, talk through it. But what I felt more kind of called to talk about today was to answer some questions, because I've had some great messages from listeners, and then also some kind of common theme questions with the clients I work with. So I felt like if there's many people asking a similar question, maybe it's a question that you want answered. And one of the first ones is, what if I don't have a purpose? What if I don't have a purpose? It is such a valid question. It is a question I asked myself many, many times, over and over again especially at the depths of my frustration with the career I was in. But I will say, and I'll say this is what I believe and know now, that every single person has a purpose. You wouldn't be here if you didn't. And I really believe that because of what I've experienced and what I've seen and truly what I know. I know that every person has a purpose. And one of the reasons that I really feel that to be true is because of the amount of job dissatisfaction that is out there today. Because that is the most amount of time that we spend in our day and when it is not aligned with what our soul, our intuition, our essence, our person, our being, if it's not aligned with what that wants to do, what lights us up, then there's going to be intense dissatisfaction because you're giving almost your whole day. To something that is not aligned with what you are here to do. And the fact that you are even thinking about your purpose. That you're even thinking, Oh, you know what? What if I don't have one? That could be a very beautiful sign that you do have one. Because The beginning of searching for something, you have to realize that you lost it. You can't find it if you didn't know it if you don't know it exists. You can't find it if you don't know it exists. So trust your questions, because they are leading you to what you need to know. And sometimes if we're always listening to music or audible books or reading physical books, or listening to podcasts, if we're always filling our brain or scrolling on Instagram, if you're filling your brain with things, it's very hard to listen to what those questions are because those questions are always there and they will lead you, but you have to hear them first. So if you have been on your commute or, you know, in your day to day, just constantly just with habit, having something around to fill your ears. Even if it's this podcast, turn it off right now. It's okay. (laughs) Turn it off and allow yourself some time and attention that we so often give to many, many other things than ourselves. Now, another question that I hear often is I'm too in my head to meditate, that I can't meditate, I can't sit still, I can't do it, I can't visualize anything, I hate guided meditations. Like I really hear that. And I hear that because I didn't start meditating consistently until three years ago. And not to intimidate or scare, <laughs> but I took the long route. So you do not have to do this. But I took the long route because I'm a little bit of a slower, maybe you could call it like a slower study. But I had to start with really long meditations. So I just throw that out there because it may be helpful for you if you were more like me. Because I was so in my head. So disconnected from my body that a seven minute, five minute, 10 minute, even 30 minute was not long enough for me to really relax into my body and stop the spiral of mind chatter that I was so used to just being with that I thought was just me that, oh, I can, I just, I'm always in my head. I, oh, I can't connect to, uh, no. Too much, too much, always distracted, overthinking, all of those things. But so what I did is I found on YouTube, I looked up relaxing guided meditations and I found a few that were 45 minutes to one hour long, which now feels like way too long. So if you have tried everything, and still cannot sit still, and really connect to your inner self, to the real you, to your intuition, then maybe, unfortunately, it might be, you know, maybe for like a a month, try like four times, or even once try it, to do one of those very long ones. And you may fall asleep, and that's okay, because if you fall asleep during meditation, it means that you are exhausted and that you need to rest, so you don't miss anything. That was the purpose of that meditation that day. But if you do find that nothing has worked, try try a really long one. And I'll look for I'll look for the one that I did before because it's a, a beautiful voice. It's like this British guy, and very calming, and very helpful, and it goes through your whole body. And very, very, very helpful for me. It was such a beautiful way to start understanding what true meditation is, which is quieting out all the noise that distracts you from paying attention to your authentic being and who you really are. But if having a really long one sounds crazy, you do not have that much time, then one of the best things you can do and try is get some nature music. So what I did after I've kind of figured out, oh, that's what, that's what I feel like when I'm not running spiral thoughts like crazy and thinking about all the bad things that are gonna happen and that I'm not gonna be able to do. When I finally figured what that felt like, figured that out, then I decided, okay, what I'll do is I will put on some nature sounds, So I found, you know, just a nice YouTube scape of nature sounds, forest sounds, birds, babbling brook, whatever, whatever feels right. Trust yourself. Find the right one. Look for it. If that's the one, press play. You found it. And then you just start to breathe. You close your eyes. You listen to the nature music. You can lie down. You can sit down. Whatever is most comfortable for you. Close your eyes and just start breathing. Start listening to the sounds in nature. Start breathing in. Oh, you can also do this in nature, but I found that that took too long, so I always just went for the nature sounds, but go out in nature for sure. But being in nature first would be great. I was too anxious at the beginning, so I never trusted that I wouldn't get interrupted or that like somebody would come and steal my phone or something. I was just too worried. So I needed a a safe space. So nature sounds on YouTube really worked for me. And you listen to the nature sounds and you breathe. And you just allow all of your thoughts. You allow them. But every time they start to turn away from yourself, when they start to focus on other things outside of you, because thoughts about you are fine. Those are good. Even if they're bad ones, at least you're listening to what you've been saying to yourself, becoming aware of them. But every time that you kind of get distracted, in quotes, then bring your awareness back to your heart. And the way that you can do that is you just physically put your hands over your heart. And The only reason you're doing that, don't worry about how it's supposed to feel or if you're supposed to connect to, don't worry about that. You're just supposed to feel it. You're supposed to feel it. And you feel it beating and you breathe in and you breathe out and you listen to the nature music and you relax into yourself. And that was some of the most powerful meditation that I did because then all of a sudden I would maybe in my mind's eye be in that place in nature that I was listening to the sounds. And then it's like almost like a daydream, but you're meditating. So you're in this beautiful state where your imagination can kind of run wild and you're breathing in and falling in further and further back into yourself. Just do five minutes of nature sounds. Or if you feel more comfortable going on long walks with your headphones in, try just nature sounds. Even if you're in nature, it's okay. (laughs) You can double up. But I found both of those exercises really helpful. Especially now. I feel like that will be especially helpful now that in Canada anyway, and in BC finally, things are opening up. And you may be feeling some extra pressure. And even if you really wanted everything to kind of go back to normal, it still is a big change. And change is stressful on our bodies. So offer yourself that time. And look forward to it. That's also something you can do. You can smile while you're doing it. You can kind of... Change the way that your brain reacts to sitting still. Like, that does work because our initial reaction to things sometimes are just conditioned. Like, maybe you really don't feel, or maybe you have, you know, judgments around meditation. I know I did, where it's like, ugh, I don't want to meditate. Yeah, oh, don't talk about meditating anymore. I can't do it. Which is totally fine. But if you want to do it because it's one of the best ways to start connecting and awakening, discovering what your intuition is trying to tell you and how it speaks to you, meditation is such a key. So if you can remember to smile through when you're doing it, it's kind of awesome. You might kind of laugh to yourself, but then you create that little memory of having kind of a good time and then it'll get easier and easier to do it. I promise. I haven't seen anyone where, yeah, do you know what? Yeah, I will promise because I haven't seen anyone that starts to meditate in whatever way works for them that it didn't help. So try to make it a little bit of our priority if you feel called to because if you're even pondering it, if you're even telling yourself, it's just like with the purpose. If you're telling yourself, "Ugh, I can't get out of my head. I can't, I can't do it. I can't meditate. What you may really be doing is like under those words is saying to yourself, I really want to meditate, but I can't. So if you really want to do it, it means you can do it. Totally trust that you can do it. And I would love to hear If you find out different ways to do it because i'm always always looking for new techniques and new ways to really calm your brain and your body and create that quicker route to get back to yourself well thank you for listening to this episode of intuitive seek Please reach out to me with any questions, or if you want to share anything that may have come up for you during this episode, you can follow and message me on Instagram at TreenLight, T-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T, or email me at hellotreenlight at gmail.com. You can also check out my website, treenlight.com, where you can learn more about my work and how I can support you. And if you feel called to leave a review, iTunes loves a five-star review to help other people find this podcast. And that would be very generous. I am so grateful for the beautiful reviews that I've received and the kind words of people reaching out. So thank you again for taking the time to listen, be kind to yourself, and I'll talk to you next week.